Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jock Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome, 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 friends, to Episode 9 of Jock Talk. I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor, joined by uh, my man Big Joe and the Big Rig who handles the board on a dark and stormy Sunday night. Maybe that fits y'all's mood after the pathetic, raggedy, Rudy Poop performance your Dallas Cowboys turned in today in a 28-16 thumping by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you may hear some of that thunder and lightning in the background. That's what happens when you live downtown <laughs> and the storms roll in. Um, that was as, uh, let me see. I mean, we should be surprised. Arizona seems to own the Cowboys out there in the desert. Uh, it was everything that needed to happen for an upset to happen, considering Cowboys were 12-point favorites, happened out there in the desert. Uh, they started slow. They gave a bad team confidence. And these are all the things that happen uh, when you do that, man. And this is why it's the NFL. It's not college football where you can take a bad team and you just have, you're just so superior that over the course of the game you wear them down, you beat them up, and you eventually come back and win. This is the NFL. There's a very slim talent margin, man. And when you mess around with these bad teams, well, you saw today what happens. You breathe life into them. They come back and get you. And it's a, uh, it's a wrap. Bad, 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 bad loss. For those of you of a certain age, at one point during this game, I just wanted to say, damn, damn, damn. Everybody know that's Florida Evans from, from Good Times. Yeah, but that's what it felt like. Cowboys making so many mistakes, offensively, defensively, mental mistakes, penalties. Uh, I thought it was one of the poor games Mike uh, McCarthy's coached. It was just bad all the way around. So me and Big Joe and the Big Rig are going to get into the game. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Dak. Uh, we'll go in heavy, heavy and hard on that Cowboys defense. I mean, it was supposed to be doomsday three or four. It was supposed to be one of the best ever. We thought they had that potential. Ah, let's put all that back and slow, slow our roll down and see what they really got to work with on defense because it wasn't all about Trayvon Diggs today. And then we'll go in on Mike McCarthy and uh, what the hell happened with him and what was he doing at the end of the game where they were running the ball like they were, like they were trying to run out the clock and, uh, and win it. Uh, first, though, I got to tell you now, understand, none of this is possible without my good friends at Greening Law. Um, if you're involved in an accident and it's not your fault, what I want you to do, what you really need to do, one of the first things you need to do is pick up the phone, call Greening Law, 972-934-8900. Tell them your situation and see what they say. If they bring you on as a client, which is what you hope, let me tell y'all, it's been your lucky day. Because anytime you're involved in an accident and you're going up against somebody else's insurance company, man, that thing is long. That thing is tedious. That thing can be intimidating. Um, grinning law takes that pressure off you. They make you feel good about your situation. They'll tell you, answer questions that you didn't even know you're supposed to ask. They guide you through the process. They walk you through the process. They'll set up doctor's appointments for you. They'll send you to specialists. They'll do everything so you can focus on getting your body healed and getting back in good shape. But the thing I like about them even more is, and this is important to me, they don't get paid unless you get paid. You know, sometimes we work with an attorney, you're like, am I really your top priority? Well, let me tell you, Grinning Law, they don't collect a single nickel, dime, quarter, dollar, nothing, unless you get paid. And so if you're involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Give Grinning Law a call. Let them walk you through the process. Let them help you get what you deserve. Phone number, 972-934-8900. And uh, again, you ain't got to take my word for it. You can go to greeninglaw.com, check them out, roll around the website, and see all the good work that my man Robert Greening does, not just with his clients, but in East Dallas with Brian Adams and the community. He's a great guy from top to bottom. Greening Law, 972-934-8900. If you got any involved in any accident that's not your fault, give them a call. Now, I got to tell you. No pun intended. That game today was a train wreck, man. Oh, yeah. But, 
<laughs> I say this though. I can tell. I've been around football long enough. This was classic to me in terms of how did the game go? Cardinals get the opening kickoff. They, go right, they march right down the field. Six plays, 54 yards, get a field goal. Have a big play right away with Josh Dobbs going around the corner for 44 yards. And you're like, damn, they came out flying high. They're mostly into it. They're ready to play. So you go, okay, Cowboys get the ball. They need to answer that. And what do they do? They go three and out on five plays. Arizona get the ball back, boom, 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 right down the field again. They score a touchdown. And I'm just like, right then I was like, they got a problem because right now we six minutes into the game and they've already like, well, you know, if they don't score here, they're on the verge of getting blown out. And to me, they just could never find solid footing. But it was a total, total team collapse, in my opinion. Uh, if you look at the Cardinals, they were, you know, I, I look at it like this sometimes. Whenever you lose a game, whenever you win a game, I go and look at the box score, and I look at how many losing numbers were there. So I look at the Cowboys' box score, just a box score, and I go, okay, 5 out of 10 on third down for the Cardinals. That's a losing number. 400 yards, that can be a losing number, but 7.5 yards of play, that's definitely a losing number. 220 yards rushing, 222 yards rushing, definitely a losing number. Quarterback, 17 to 21. That kind of efficiency, definitely a losing number. And so, you know, if you just look strictly at the numbers, there's too many losing numbers. You look at James Conner, 14 for 98. That's a losing number. How about this? Long runs, Conner, 26, Dobbs, 44, Rondell Moore, 45. All of those losing numbers. And so, dude, when you just sit back and look at the losing numbers, oh, here's the, here's the other one that they don't do a lot, but they did it today. 13 for 107 in penalties. I mean, it's ridiculous. When you look at all those losing numbers, it's really miraculous that they were within one score with uh, three or four minutes left with a chance to make it interesting. Um, I thought they were never in the game. They never showed up. They never really gave themselves an opportunity to win. And it was one of the more pathetic performances I've seen from a from a good version of the Cowboys team. What would you think? Yeah, I thought, like you said, it's uh. When you win together, you lose together. I thought coaching, special teams, offense, defense, everybody did their part in losing this game. That's what I thought. It's it's crazy how the defense just decided not to recognize anything today. They ran around like, hey, I, I can't see or I can't recognize any other plays. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it was it was it was a pure letdown, and that's what I was talking about with jo- Josh Dobbs getting maybe getting squirrely and doing some things right and figuring things out. You know, sometimes losing team pick you to figure out how to do things. Yeah, it was a, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a tough game for the Cowboys on a lot of different fronts. Uh, whenever you lose, you got to start with the quarterback. Dak Prescott, 25 of 40, 249, uh, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, but bigger than that, man, he never really felt comfortable. And here's the deal. Now, I get it and I understand it because, uh, you know, they've had – this is interesting. I mean, it's not interesting. It's just what it is. They've had a lot of injuries this year already that have happened in practice, not games. And I don't know what it is, man. It just seems like when you get hurt in a, in a game, it's like, okay, it's in a game. It's a violent game. It, you know, these things happen in the game. But, man, when you get hurt in practice, you're just like, man, I didn't even – it's like you, you, nobody wants to get hurt, but you want to get hurt in the game because you're like, that's the difference between winning and losing. In practice, I'm preparing for it. But all I'm saying is Zach Martin uh, got hurt at the end – I think he got hurt on the last play of the game last week uh, with his shin and his ankle kind of got rolled up. And uh, he really – he was limited all week, and so he didn't play. And then uh, – you had uh, your center, Biotish, on Thursday strain his hamstring. That's like the end of the week, man. And so he didn't play. I think some of that is, just like Tyler Smith, those hamstrings can be tricky. You don't want one week to turn into three or four or five. Or you don't want two weeks to turn into six. And so he didn't play. And then Ty- Tyron Smith shows up on the injury report on Thursday as well with a, with a knee. 
And it's kind of a balky need that's been bothering him. And now you're like, wow. Uh, and the surprising thing to me is typically on the injury report, questionable guys play. Doubtful guys don't. All these guys were questionable. Uh, but when they, when they called up a couple centers off the practice squad on Friday, it, it signaled that Biotis wasn't going to play. And then Zach Martin doesn't play. And you're just in a situation where – so. Even though the Cardinals are not a team that anybody has any respect for, <laughs> you, they're still an NFL team. And so you look in a situation where some dude – I'm being, I'm being real with y'all because y'all ain't sat around and thought about T.J. Bass. Some dude named T.J. Bass is playing right guard. Uh, some dude named Brock Hoffman is playing center. Uh, some other dude named Sean Harlow is kind of like your backup center guard. And then um, Ugba – I think that's his name. I forgot his name. I'm having just, an old just, man. Just do what now. you did. Do what you did the other day. Just call him a guy named Joe. I'm proud of you today. I'm proud of you. You, <laughs> you know people's names. You know, I, I didn't even take offense to that. Oh, it's just some guy named Joe. Well, yeah, I did take offense to that, but that's all right though. Go ahead, go ahead. You did a good it, job. It I just call him. I just call him number seventy-one because he played guard last day. I was going to say week. they bounced him out to to, yeah. to left tackle this week. That's a hard move. Yeah. And Doga playing left tackle this week. And he go. just uh, he gave up he gave up some plays early, man. And so what I'm saying is, uh, I don't think Dak ever felt comfortable. Uh, I think he felt pressure when there wasn't some sometimes, and then sometimes there was pressure and he didn't have time to do a whole lot. And so when you put all that together, they really needed a fast start uh, to play. And and uh, the offense, man, moved the ball after the first couple series. But here's the deal. When, when, when Arizona's running the ball like that, and the Cowboys ran the ball quite a bit, the game will disappear from you. Like, they only had eight possessions. That's a very low possession game. Yeah. Most NFL yeah. games have 10 or 11 possessions. Uh, this one had eight. I mean, that's extremely low. And so you don't have, one, you don't have a lot of time to come back. And two, if you don't maximize your opportunities, you just don't get them. And before you know it, it's like, damn, the game is over. And you're like, wow, what happened? How, it went by fast just because you didn't get a lot of opportunities with the ball. And so the Cowboys didn't make the most of those. And afterwards, I, I saw this quote from Dak Prescott. And the, uh, I'm, I'm looking for it right quick. But the thing that, the thing that bothered me about the quote is that uh, – and Dak doesn't usually do this. Uh, Dak, to me, is pretty good with the media – in terms of how he answers his questions. Typically, uh, and this, you know, I, I, I literally don't have a problem with it. Typically, he deflects the praise and takes the blame. That's the phrase. If you say he played great, he'll say, hey, it was my offensive line, it was my receivers, it was the coaching staff, it was the plan. He very rarely takes the credit. Uh, if they lose, he normally takes the blame. This week, he was a little different. And I was a little disappointed by what he said. He said, y'all put us on top of the world, meaning the media. We knew who we were. And in that same sense, I'm sure the media got what it wanted. For us, there's been but one undefeated team. It sucks. It's humbling. But to say it's a wake-up call, we knew we had a lot of adversity and we just didn't get it done. It just goes back to myself, the offense in the red zone. We get better there. We win this game. But we've got to fix that area, period. Uh, Cowboys were one and five in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. They were two and six last week. Um, they've got to figure out what's wrong there. But I didn't like that quote, man, because it's too much media involved. The media don't. The media don't have nothing to do with nothing. Okay, really, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with y'all winning. It doesn't have anything to do with y'all losing. Cowboys actually had a meeting. The players amongst themselves this week to say, hey. Let's make sure we maintain our focus this week. Let's make sure there's no letdown because it's the Cardinals. And then what they do? They went out there and played in letdown. So this ain't really had shit to do with the media. And it's unlike Dak to really bring the media into a conversation. And I'm a little disappointed that he did. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, my take is Dak, Dak is a professional at falling on his sword. Every time they lose, he's like, hey, it's my fault. I got to play better. Um I gotta, I gotta do what's right, and we're gonna work hard. It's almost Tim Tebowish, and 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 hey, I'm gonna do the best I can. You know the famous speech that he had in Florida. Right. I'm gonna do the best I can to win every game. Okay, I hear you, but I'm kind of tired of it. 
I just, I just, I just want you to play better. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear about all that. We gonna do the best we can next time, but can you just play better? That's all I want. I'm tired of hearing. Well, I that think stuff. With, with with him, <laughs> I think with him is uh, he's doing what quarterbacks do, which is I don't want to create any controversy, so I say what I say. That's what I say is it's the least. There's nothing there for you to grab onto yeah, yeah. and create any controversy. Uh, because I'm trying to keep my team solid. We don't need any extra distractions. And so if I just need to take the blame, then I take the blame, regardless of whether I believe I deserve it or not. I take it. And so I think, uh, yeah, it can get a little tiresome, but I really think that that's what he's doing. And I don't have a big problem with that. It's all part of uh, of being a quarterback. Uh, I have a bigger problem with their red zone offense today. It was, uh, I don't know. I think, well, I think this is a good question for you as somebody who played a lot of football. And maybe we've discussed this. Uh, in the past, they've had mismatches or guys who could make a play in the red zone. You know, with Des Bryant, he throw the back shoulder fade, boom, he jump over five people, catch it in the back of the end zone, touchdown. Uh, with Zeke inside the five, maybe he can power it in on a couple of carries. Yep. A yep. couple of runs you feel good about. Yep. I don't know with this particular offense. Now, I want to be make sure I'm fair. And I don't always care about being fair, but in this case, I'm trying to be fair. Uh, Mike McCarthy, at various times, even this season and in the preseason, I've mentioned that, oh, he did a really nice job of scheming up a touchdown on the red zone. Uh, hit it back in the flat and he walked in or, you know, play action, bootleg, waggle, hit the tight end in the corner, whatever. So he's done some of those, and that's good. But I think they're still trying to find themselves in terms of, Who's our go-to guys in the red zone? What's our go-to plays? How do we get there? Because it seems like they don't know what they want to do in in the red zone right now. And because they're lost, they can't score. Yeah, you usually have – sometimes you have a package where you have five and in, like Zeke last year, and everybody thought all he does is Tony Pollard run it down there and all he does is is score touchdowns. Well, he – they miss him for that because Dadell had an opportunity to score a couple of games ago, and he cut outside against the Jets. He cut outside when he could have just, you know, pounded it inside and crossed the goal line. He made a cut to his right, and the Jets was too fast for that. That's just the experience. So they really don't have anybody right now. And then another thing is uh, when they ran the tight end reverse down there. I'm sorry, but that was some bullshit yeah. right there. I ain't, what is that? You know, so yeah, Mike. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, Mike got some. I, I'm, I'm wondering what he calling sometimes. You know, can we are we bootlegging? Yeah, like with I that? didn't like. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I don't. I, no, no, no. I don't mind the run pass options with Dak. I think yeah. that takes advantage of his yeah. legs. I wouldn't mind seeing some read option down there. Let's do something. Um, yeah, but like I didn't, I didn't like the uh, what was it? it? Was some kind of slow moving trick play that ended up with a reverse to Ceedee Lamb? I think today. Yeah, it just I'm just yeah. like it was an option to CD Lamb. Yeah, fool nobody. It's just like fool no one. Yeah, that shit, that like, shit need to go I don't back. Know that, to, you, that play need to go back to 2014 when they ran it for the Packers or something. <laughs> I, I don't know where you know he pulled that shit deep, deep from a, somewhere. Uh, I think it's a situation where that's just me, and I ain't no coach, but like you hadn't done enough to set that play up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, it yeah. just seemed weird. Yeah. Uh, like maybe there are some plays that you run to set that play up, and then it it works because it looks like something else. Uh, and so they got to figure that out. If you run that play off of CD Lamb, like off of CD Lamb, then give it to Turpin. That way, of, you know, you just it's sometimes just your personnel. I mean, CD Lamb is too big of a player for some for eyes not to be on him. You see what I'm saying? That's why you don't fool nobody in it. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it was just a, it was a bad overall performance. The red zone offense didn't help. Uh, then they had penalties, man, 13 penalties. Uh, and they haven't been a penalized team uh, recently. Um, you know, Micah Parsons jumped off sides twice. They had a holding penalty that negated a 51-yard punt return by Turpin that would have put him in position to score a touchdown. They literally did every single solitary thing today to lose a football game. Uh, and... Uh, you know, to me, it was, uh, you know, it happens in the league. You just hate for it to happen against the Cardinals because here's why. And I ain't breaking no news to none of y'all. 
This is the kind of game you look back in December and you go, damn, is this why they're not going to end up with home field advantage in the playoffs? Or is this why they're going to end up finishing second to the Eagles in the division? Or is something weird will happen and you'll be like, so it's the game against the Cardinals that put them in this position? I mean, think about it last year. You, you basically get had wins against Jacksonville and Green Bay locked up. Up double digits, fourth quarter, second half, you lose both of them. Uh, because you didn't play good situational football. And both of those losses come back and haunt you because you have to go on the road in the playoffs. And you got to play in San Francisco and you end up losing. And so these are the losses that, you know, they don't derail your season. The Cowboys are still one of the best teams in the league when they play well. Uh, but it's going to impact you at some point in the season. Even if you, you know, beat San Francisco and you sweep Philly, you're still going to be like, well, dang, if we had won that game, we could have been this or that. So it's going to have some impact on them. We just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I think uh, I think games like this right here, when you have a game like this, you point you point to that say, hey, remember the Cardinals. Remember what happened. And you got to you gotta use that game. Like you say, maybe it, 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 you'll regret losing that game, but maybe that game can help you down the road where we don't want to do that again. Hey, remember that day, how we felt like that. Remember how we played. Remember how we approached the game going into the game. Let's not approach that game like we approached the Cardinal game. Sometimes it can be a good thing. Hell, I'm hoping it'll be a good thing. Yeah, because uh, they had their, their raggedy Rudy Poop performance. Uh, we don't need to see that anymore. Uh, anytime soon, and they got the, they got the Patriots coming up, which is going to be a tough game because uh, you know the Patriots going to do things to mess with your offense because that's what Belichick does. The Patriots really aren't that good, uh, but they're good enough to beat you, and you know it's going to be a tough game because you know the Patriots, like I said, they're going to do things to mess with your offense. They're going to take away Pollard, or they're going to take away CD and make some other guys beat you. Uh, they're going to put some pressure on Dak to make some difficult reads or some, see some stuff he hadn't seen before. The picture's not going to be clear. Did you did and, you uh, think uh, did you think CD was taken away today? Nah, nope. I don't know. I don't I mean, think, I think so. Uh, I don't think so. He was targeted like what? What do we say? Two times in the first half or something like that. Yeah, he ended you up know? catching four for four for fifty three. But like he was, he was you know, targeted he thought, seven uh, times. I yeah. mean, it, it was so effortless how they got him the ball against the Jets. I mean, it's like let's get him the ball. Like I said, he he looked like a superstar against the Jets, and that's still I know that defense is better than than uh, Phoenix defense, Arizona defense. Yeah, I think uh, I think McCarthy said he got some different looks today that that they hadn't quite. I don't want to say that they hadn't prepared for, but some looks that made the pic the picture not quite as clear. Uh, and I think the combination of that and and pressure, um, I think that's why um, that's why. Uh, Ferguson got seven looks. Now, you know, the interesting thing is they got the ball to, to Michael Gallup today. Yeah. Uh, six for 92. Yeah. And uh, so so I don't know. I don't know if that was a product of them doing some stuff to bracket a double cover CD Lamb and that left Gallup open. Uh, but like I said, they moved the ball. They just didn't uh, They just didn't convert the opportunities that they have. And, and the game is all about converting. Uh, converting those opportunities and making it happen. And bottom line, and this is football, whether we're talking about DeSoto uh, or whether we're talking about SMU or whether we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, you must convert in the red zone and score touchdowns, not field goals, uh, most weeks if you're going to win games. Now, I will say this. If you're not feeling good, perhaps some food from Smokey John's will make you feel a little bit better. <laughs> wow. And I was talking specifically about the jam session bowl. Now, Smokey Johns, they do a lot of stuff. They do ribs, they do catfish, they do roast. I mean, they whatever soul food is, they do all of that. And they do it all very well. But what we like to talk about around here is make sure ain't nobody listening. What's on the secret menu? And the secret menu is something you can only find in Smokey Johns. You tell them you want the jam session bowl. I try not to say it too loud, but the Jam Session Bowl is fantastic. It's delicious. It's wonderful. Okay? Here's what it is. It's a bowl either with mac and cheese base 
or mashed potatoes base. Then you get to pick two out of five smoked meats. Now your boy usually rocks with the brisket and the sausage. If I change it up, it's with the brisket and the chicken. Sometimes chicken and sausage, but I usually mix two of those three. But usually it's the brisket and the uh, sausage. And then all that stuff you find on a loaded baked potato, you know, bacon bits, chives, onion, cheese, butter. If you get down with the butter. Sometimes I, most of the time I don't use the butter, but everything else, dude. And then if you like me, you drizzle it with sauce. Some people like to drench it with sauce, but it is fantasticissimo. I don't really think that's a word. But if it was, that's what it would be. Fantasticissimo. Okay, that's Italian. That ain't Oak Italian. Cliff Italian. That ain't Italian. For, that's Oak Cliff Italian for fantastic. Okay? Even, even in Oak Cliff, uh, they'll tell you they ain't Italian, but all right. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's enough for two people easy. If you got a little shorty that's like six or seven, three of y'all can eat off of it, no problem. If it's just two of y'all, you probably have some leftovers. Uh, if it's just one person, unless you're a beast, it's probably going to be some leftovers. But the jam session bowl is fantastic. Um... Don't take my word for it. Swing by Mockingbird um, and just, just go try it. It's, it's great. Send me a picture. Tell me how good it was. Now, you also need to know, you can get the rub and the sauce. You can get it online. Or, I mean, you go to their website. Go to SmokerGiants.com. Go to Marketplace on the website. Uh, you can order the rub. You can order the sauce off the website. Or, you can go to HEB. They're at 175 HEBs. Ain't that many of them in Dallas, but they're at every one of them in Dallas Fort Worth. And 175 of them across the country. Uh, Smoky John sauce and rub is fantastic. I got I got the rub at the crib. I put it on my chicken. You can put it on yours. That way you can have Smoky John's wherever you go. Um, now, here's here's my problem with today's game, though. Uh, we know they started slow. We know they made a lot of mistakes. Okay, I get that. Um, I can live with that kind of sorta. What I can't live with. Is this raggedy performance from the defense? This is supposed to be one of the best defenses the Cowboys have ever had. It's supposed to be a shutdown defense. It's supposed to be a defense that just harassed you and just beat you up and, uh, you know, bludgeoned you. I mean, just, you know, took your heart and your spirit and your soul. And today, and I don't say this often, okay? And I don't say this lightly. Today, they got punked on defense, man. They got hit in the mouth by a Cardinals running game. And they just got banged on, man. This was kind of like, and y'all don't get mad at me, but it's really, if we're going to keep it real, it was kind of like Bud Crawford and Errol Spence. Just banging, 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 banging. Knocking them down, not knocking them out, just knocking them down, beating them up uh, until at the end they finally put them away. Uh, It was, uh, to me, it was such a disappointing performance because you knew Trayvon Diggs is out, okay? So I, I get that there's some, some, some heartfelt uh, disappointment there. Uh, a lot of talk in the locker room. We're going to do this for seven. You know, we're going to make him feel good. We're going to make other people pay this week because of seven. Okay, that's cool. But here's the thing, man. Uh, they didn't do anything. I mean, they literally did nothing. They didn't do anything to control the game. And the defense is the strength of this team. We've been saying that for a minute. This is the one of the few times the Cowboys built a team that wasn't built around offense. It's built around defense. And so when you start the season, you have a shutout, and then you only give up 10 points, we're thinking that, hey, it's, um, it's time to make it happen. And then, I mean, it ain't no secret in the team that Zach Martin is limited, that Tyler Biotis might not play, that Tyler, Tyron Smith has hurt his knee. Y'all know that we, okay, the offense is missing three starters on offense. It's going to be hard for them to move the ball. If we don't step up any other week, we got to step up this week. And then to get this level of performance, dog, where they gave up 182 yards in the first half. Rushing. I mean, that is hard to do. Yeah, 182 yards rushing in the yeah. first half. It's, uh, it's pathetic. What did you see on that run game that let the Cardinals run wild? The fact that I, I call it the, the Josh Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs effect. If Kyler Murray plays today, they don't stick with the run. 
they they got a quarterback that they just signed, so they got to go with they got to give him a running game. If Kyler Murray plays there, I I don't think they stick with John Connor. I don't think they run the little little receiver more. I think I think they let Kyler throw the ball more, and the Cowboys tear him up. But because they got a quarterback, they need to keep everything close to the vest. I think they stuck with the running game. See, the Jets didn't get a chance to stick with that running game. They ran eight times, and they didn't give your boy. The, they didn't give the best running back the ball, Brees Hall. So the Giants didn't stick with the running game because they wanted the quarterback to shine, and these guys didn't have that guy. So they stuck with their best players. And it was all about, you know, if if, if that's, it's like this. They banged them up because John Connor kept getting hot, and they stuck with John Connor because he was their best option. James Connor. 14 John for 98. Connor. Yeah, John Connor is the Terminator. John, James Connor, yeah. Well, he terminated him today. Roger. With that. a longer 26 and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh Dobbs, 6 for 55, yeah. 44. Long run. Rondell Moore, three for 54 with a long of 45. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they oh, controlled yeah. the line of scrimmage. They pushed them around. Uh, and it was just uh, – I, I just – of all the things, I just didn't see the Cowboys getting run over like that after the way they played the first, the first, two, uh, first two games of the year. Well, nobody uh, tried it, though. Nobody had the opportunity. We controlled the ball. Nobody had the opportunity to, to try to run the game like that. The Giants didn't get a chance because of everything that transpired against them. The Jets didn't get a chance. How fast we started on them. It's going to be now the blueprint. Right. It's going to be the blueprint. No, I, uh, I was talking to Newey Scruggs today uh, because uh, I went and did some TV earlier uh, that uh, showed up Sunday night. I put a clip out on there on Twitter if y'all are interested in my TV TV thoughts. But uh, you know, he talked about that man. He said, you know, a couple of years ago, Vic Fangio put the uh, Fangio put the blueprint uh-huh. out on how to stop the, the Cowboys' offense when uh, when he was with Denver and they shut him down, and they never did solve that the rest of the year. And he's like, do you think that the uh, Cardinals put a blueprint together for how to how to attack Dan Quinn's defense? And my answer really is the same now. Of course, that was only a couple of hours ago, so it should be the same. Which is. Why the hell you think they drafted Mozzie Smith, dog? Where they knew he? they was weak in the middle. Where is he? Well, that's that's two different questions. Mm-hmm. They drafted him to show up the middle and get right. Uh, the team, him with Jonathan Hankins, and uh, it really stopped people from running between the tackles on him and controlling the line of scrimmage. Now, to answer your question, where is Mozzie Smith? Uh, you know, I think he's uh, he's out there. He hadn't done much, but he's developing. Osa, uh, I like Osa, the fact Ziggy that they give Osa Ziggy Oil. Let me go and get that name out there. See, I know how to pronounce Osa it. Osa There you go. Same thing. He's uh, he. I think he's playing better than they thought because he keeping Mozzie yeah, on the but bench. He's only two hundred and eighty pounds. No, nah, I mean making plays. Really Jonathan Hankins. Yeah, Jonathan Hankins is is keeping Mozzie on the bench. But uh, the thing about it is, and I'm not really even mad. It's just what it is, man. You know. Uh, if you talk to people at the Cowboys, they say Mozzie Smith at Michigan played a read and react type of defense. Yeah. Uh, which means you read and react. You don't fire off the ball. You see what's happening, then you go make a play. Cowboys want him to fire off the ball and attack and be disruptive. That's two different mindsets. And so you're asking a guy who spent his entire college career doing one thing to do something else, and it, it's taking time to make that adjustment. Um, the good thing is you have Hankins, and so you don't necessarily need him to play right now. You want him to progress. You want him to get better, and you want him to be a factor before the end of the year. You just don't know when it's going to happen. And so, uh, you know, I think that's Mozzie Smith's thing. Um, you know, Cowboys shouldn't have been in a position where, you know, you know, we sit around talking about, well, what's up with Mozzie Smith? Because, uh, you know, he's not the – you know, he could have helped today, but they played so badly today, man. And well, uh, when they, they were so in they in they running game, you got you still got fifty five Vanderesh on the inside. He he's not your classic inside linebacker. Who's the run stuffer on that team? Damone Clark played pretty good, but run stuffer. They don't have that. That's that's got a lot to do with it too. No, they no, that's a that's a good point because how is their team built? Speed. Their team is built 
with speed. It's built with pass rushes. It's built with secondary. It's built to play with a lead, force you to throw, and then we're coming to get you. We're coming to hunt. It's not. It's not built for you to you know to be on the field for a lot of long drives and and uh, and be against you know teams that are determined to run the ball and all that. They ain't built that way, which is why the turnovers help. And their team that uh, you know you know they want to play quick. They want you off the field, you know, before you get that third first down. They can handle one and maybe two, but they need you off the field before you had that third one because they start to wear it down. Even though they're sending you guys in waves, they're an undersized, fast, uh, strike defense. Yeah, like the, 90, like the 92 defense. Yeah, they fast yeah. like that. Yeah, they was like that. Um, and so, you know, they but they couldn't get off the field on a regular basis today, and then they just let the Cardinals uh, control the game. And, uh, you know, the other thing is they gave up too many big plays. So even, you know, like, you know, Arizona gets uh, Josh Dobbs goes 44 yards on like the, the second or third play of the game. I mean, it, that sets the tone right there. And then you're trying to get back in it, and Rondell uh, goes 45 yards almost untouched for a touchdown, basically right up the middle. And then, you know, to me, the worst, one of the worst plays of the game is you pull within 21-16. Um, it looks like, okay, defense. Y'all ain't done a damn thing all day. But if you could just stop right here, give us the ball back, we might be able to get this touchdown, win it thing, 23-21, slip out of dodge with a win, and have a nice plane ride home. Instead, man, first down, Arizona 24, 9-28 left. Josh Dobbs drives back. And who does he find? He finds Mike Wilson wide open. Nobody within probably 10 yards of him, dog. He catches the ball, goes 69 yards to the Dallas 7. Malik Hooker, I don't know what happened on the coverage. Looked like a little bit like somebody was playing man and somebody was playing zone. Uh, Malik Hooker was in the middle of the field. He went all the way to the right, and they hit Wilson all the way. No, uh, Hooker went all the way to the left hash. They hit Hooker on the. They hit Wilson on the right hash. Uh, I'm I'm actually impressed that he got he got him down before he got to the end zone. Uh, but uh, three plays later, uh, they score uh, on a touchdown pass. And you know who had a rough game today with Stephon Gilmore. Uh, he got beat a couple times in situations where dog you can't get beat right here. That touchdown was one. It looked like he was a little confused off the snap. Uh, I believe they were in a bunch formation. And I could see him trying to figure out exactly what they were doing right before the snap. So it seems to me like he was a little late off the ball and got in that trail position. And, uh, you know, Brown beat him for the Hollywood Brown, beat him for the touchdown. And at that point, man, made it 28-16. And for all intents and purposes, even with seven minutes left, I was like, this is going to have to be a touchdown, stop, touchdown to win the game, 30-28. Uh, to 28. Um, but that 69-yard pass, that big play there, to me, that was really a crusher because, you know, if you could have held him to a field goal, you still had a shot. But uh, that was such a huge play. I thought the momentum shifted once again right there, and it shifted to the Cardinals. It's just going to be tough to overcome. Well, the fourth down call. Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth. What's up with that? No, we're going to get into that in a minute because oh, okay. uh, Mike McCarthy is not uh, – is not, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things about him to talk about. Um, but this, uh, this defense, to me, let the Cowboys down. Uh, they will regroup and get it fixed this week. I feel good about that. Uh, Michael Parsons uh, talked after the game about being disappointed in the performance, uh, talked about locking back in. And uh, we'll see if, uh, if they can get it done, um, you know, Sunday against the Patriots. The Patriots offense ain't no good to me. Uh, they're gonna run the ball. They're not gonna be fancy. They're not gonna ask Mac Jones to do a lot. But you're gonna have to man up and uh, and stop them. And if you can, okay, it's all good. And if you can't, we're gonna have another series yeah. of sad conversations. Belichick gonna do uh, whatever it takes. Yeah, he gonna do whatever it takes. Remember they they played the Bills, and I think they threw the ball three times last year and beat the Bills. So he gonna yeah. do whatever it so, takes. Yeah. No, and he don't care. So if he after if he, I mean they're going to build a game plan around running the ball and attacking the Cowboys, and they're going to have to show up, punch them in the mouth, and um, you know make a stand 
and show that they can play really good run defense like they did for the most part the first two weeks, or they're going to have to play better offensively and mm-hmm. force the Patriots off of that run game. Because trust me, they're going to take advantage of Zeke this week in terms of getting him hyped and, and telling him that we want you to go back and get one the way they tossed you aside and talk bad <laughs> about you when you left. I mean, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. You know Zeke wants to have a great game. You know he wants to bust out to feed me. You know he wants to, you know, have a game like he did today. 16 carries, 80 yards, you know, something in that ballpark. And uh, he got a lot of pride, and he's a good player, and uh, he going to bring it. And it's up to the Cowboys to meet that force with force. Uh, right now, though, let me tell you just a little bit about the man who keeps my body right. That would be my man, Dr. Cornell Cor. Cornish at CTC Chiropractic. Now, here's the deal. I've been going to to, uh, Dr. Cornish probably once a week, sometimes twice a week for the last eight years. And I got to tell you, I've never felt better. Uh, When you get your body aligned on a regular basis, it's just so good for your your health in general. And then specifically, you can feel when it gets out of alignment. For example, I'm in Oregon uh, at the the, uh, Colorado game the other day. And this is real talk. We were walking up a huge flight of steps uh, into the stadium. And on one of those steps, I felt my hip kind of get out of place. And you're like, what are you talking about your hip went out of place? I'm not talking about something catastrophic, but I could feel it kind of shift. Uh, because your body is going through shifts all the time because you're walking on uneven pavements and all this stuff. And so when I pop into chiropractor this afternoon, I'm going to tell them, hey, man, make sure you put my hip back. And uh, he'll do his adjustment. My hip will go. He'll put my hip back. And I'll feel great again. It's not that I feel bad, but I'll feel better. And that's the best thing about CTC Chiropractic. They make you feel better all the time. So, as I like to tell y'all, yeah, take my word for it. Go check out CTC. Uh, They got three locations for your convenience offices in Dallas, Trinity Groves, and Frisco. Uh, Go now. Thank me later. Go to ctcchiropractic.com. Schedule your appointment. And make sure you tell them your boy JJT sent you. Now, Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy in general, he's done a good job. I mean, I think he's done a really good job getting the team ready, but I thought he was awful today. Now, I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that often. Uh, I think Dan Quinn struggled today. He seemed like he was a step behind on all the calls, and I think Mike McCarthy just never, ever found a rhythm today. Uh, I think he got his butt kicked by, uh, by the uh, Cardinals head coach who caused their defense and who was the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia last year. And uh, it happens. Now, everybody's got an opinion on this. Um, I talked to Nui quite a bit about it. So the Cowboys are down 21-13. There's three minutes left in the third quarter. They've driven from their 18 to the Arizona 4. And so it's – it's uh, third – well, let me say it like this. Third and 13 at the Arizona 14. Dak Prescott throws to Jake Ferguson, who breaks the tackle, takes it 10 yards to the four. So it's fourth and three from the four. Now, at that point, there's a lot of people who say – and I'm judging this on conversations I've had with people and then what I saw on Twitter. And the prevailing thoughts are, are this. Number one is – Hey, you got three backup offensive linemen in there. It's been hard for you to move the ball all day. Why, why would you gamble on fourth down? Just take the points because even though that makes it 21-16, you'll get the ball back another couple of times. Maybe you're going to win this game 23-21 with a bunch of field goals. But you, if you cake this field goal, you put yourself in position to win it with a field goal later. Now, the other school of thought is, hey, you're down here. You've been behind all day. You haven't had any momentum. Um, If you can take the momentum here and score a touchdown and hit the two-pointer and tie that thing up at 21, basically going into the fourth quarter, you can really put some doubt in the Cardinals' minds because don't forget, just last week they was up 21 to nothing and 28 to 7 over the Giants and figured out a way to lose. You can bring back those traumatic memories and and make them have that same try – kind of trauma thinking about it if you scored a touchdown and, and go for it. Uh, I was really trying to think what I would do because I understand what McCarthy was doing. Uh, I probably, I didn't really have a huge problem with him going for it. 
it's always easy when it doesn't work to say, hey, you should have kicked the field goal, dummy. Uh, what did you think at, uh, at that moment? Did you want a field goal or did you want to go for it? I don't, I don't really, I don't really, my school of thought is this. I don't care about the decision to go for it. If you go for it, cool. If you kick the field goal, cool. But if you're going to go for it, it's not the decision. It's how did you try to score? You know, I need some, I need a spectacular, okay. I need a spectacular attempt at scoring. I don't need that garbage you gave me where Dak had no option and it was just kind of, oh, well, let's throw some crap out there that he can, that was like impossible. Let's run two players in the same area where he, you know, ain't no, ain't no room between them, you know, to get open. So I, I'm, I'm more concerned with like the, play call. yeah, I'm more concerned with the play call, the attempt and all of that, whether the decision to go or not. Give me something. You know, it's the spectacular miss that I like. I'm, I'm, I can live with that. Well, I think in looking back on it and looking at the replay, it wasn't a lot of separation from, from the receivers. I think they were running a bunch of crossing routes, um, levels. You know, they were running one toward the goal line and one in the back of the end zone. Yeah, we called uh, that high-low. It was doing high-low. Typically on those plays, I prefer, this is just me, uh, offensive coordinator for, for very, very several, let me put it like this. I was offensive coordinator for several, several effective offenses on NCAA 14 on the PS3. And what I like to do is give my quarterback a run pass option, uh-huh. kind of like a fourth and two or three, uh-huh. where I, especially if he can run, get him to the edge and do high low. One guy at the goal line, one guy in the back, try to put somebody in a situation where they got to come to me or stay back and give my quarterback an option. That's what I prefer to do. I've seen the Cowboys do it before with Dak. They didn't do it this particular yep. time. And so um, I'll be interested to hear what McCarthy said about it because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but that was a pivotal play in the game just because, you know, the Cardinals get a boost from it when you don't score mentally. And they think, yes, this is our day. Um, and the Cowboys get a little, deflate, a little deflated. Now, that being said, Cardinals go three and out or four and out, punt the ball back. Cowboys get the ball, drive, score, end up with another field goal. Um, so, you know, to make it 21-16 at that particular point. Uh, the other problem I had with McCarthy, man, and again, I'm going to uh, be looking forward to reading and hearing what his answers were. When they get the ball back and they're trying and, they, and, and Arizona has scored and you need two touchdowns, to win the game in the last seven minutes. Where the hell was the, was the urgency in the Cowboys? I mean, they're in the shotgun. They run no huddle, but it didn't feel like there was urgency there. And then when they get to us, I understood this call. It's first and 10 at the 27. Uh, Rico Dottle makes a fantastic catch and run. I mean, I thought he was dropped for like a five-yard loss, and somehow he eluded like – four or five defenders that made it nine yards out of it. It's one of the best plays you'll see a dude make Yep, uh, that goes unnoticed. So I understand, I really did, why they, why they ran the ball on second and one. Let's get this first down and let's, um, you know, let's make sure we secure the first down. But, dog, after that, uh, they tried Michael Gallup and it was incomplete. But then it became, on third and one, from the Arizona 18 with 519 left, Pollard uh, goes up the middle for two. And then Pollard goes for five. And then Pollard goes for six. And I'm thinking, okay, you're getting yards, but, dog, you got to score twice. And you got to stop them. And then Pollard gets dropped for minus two. I go, okay, I guess they'll throw it now. It's second and seven. No. Then Polly goes off left. Like, what are you doing, man? Five straight runs made no sense to me. And so I haven't seen the explanation yet, but I'm looking forward to hearing it. Like, uh, what were you thinking at that particular moment? That they need to hurry up and get a score because they got to get the ball back. And the defense ain't stopping nobody. They're going to need a lot of time to stop Arizona. And by that time, Arizona knew they couldn't stop the run. So the more time that – they was using on that drive, you knew they wasn't going to have time to get the ball back. And that's exactly what happened. Ah, but did, what did you think about all those runs? Did you care one way or the other? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They was taking – you keep running like that, it's taking too long. It's, it's crazy because you think 
as long as much as long as he been coaching, you think he'd be able to dial up something to get him closer to the end zone. I don't know. Was he trying to pop the run on him or something? Uh, I, I don't I guess. It's just, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it, it didn't make no sense to me. It was wasting time. It was wasting time. No, it didn't make no sense. Yeah, you needed to score quickly, and they didn't. So if you throw out that decision, which I, I, you know, maybe it'll make sense when I hear the explanation. You throw out the 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 play call on the uh, on the fourth down attempt. And then you throw in all the red zone woes where McCarthy said, yo, these are my fault. I, I got to own that. It was just a terrible day for him and his coaching staff. And Dan Quinn, as good as he's been, he just got his butt kicked today too. He seemed to step slow the whole game. So if your players aren't going to play well and your coaches aren't going to coach well, this, my friends, is what happens. <laughs> it's not even all that complicated, man. That's what I was you get saying. beat. That's why I'm saying you win, you win together, you lose together. It's complimentary losing today. That's what it was. Everybody helped out. Yeah, I'm, I mean, sometimes you can point to me. You can point to one side of the ball. You can point to a coaching gaffe, and you can go, okay, this is why you lost. Uh, but today, everybody was bad for the most part. There were very few people who played well. And so uh, this one goes under the team ledger for all y'all got to take this L. Nobody need to be giving anybody the side eye. Everybody owned it equally. And uh, the only thing left now is uh, for the Cowboys to regroup quickly, uh, put it behind them, and uh, get ready to go do their thing against, uh, you know, the New England Patriots next week. Uh, this one's going to sting McCarthy a little bit. I'm sure his ego is taking a beating uh, from just your, your own – Desire to do well as an individual, let alone what you know the media or anybody else has to say to you. You know that you got your butt kicked. So did Dan Quinn, and uh, I expect him to rebound and do a much better job next week. What do you think? Yeah, I think they'll do well. Like I say, they can point to this game and say, "Hey, do y'all want to prepare like we prepared against the Cardinals? Do y'all want to come up to the stadium like we can?" They'll change everything. Because whatever they did, I know you don't believe in luck, but whatever they did to get ready for this game, they're going to change it up. It's just not for luck's sake. They'll change it all up, and I think they're going to get better. <laughs> I just I just don't want to hear them. I get tired of them damn sound bites of, hey, man, we got to play better, and we're going to do this. Well, no, no, no. Don't talk about it before you do it. Don't talk about it after you do it. Just do it. Oh, that sounds like some stuff in the military. Man. It is. <laughs> uh, let's uh, before we wrap up the show on this late uh, Sunday night, uh, where you know I'm working from uh, my apartment downtown, uh, so you may have heard a little thunder rolling through. Uh, it just adds to the to the scenery and to the authentic authenticity of the show. Uh, but uh, I told y'all, and I was I was serious about this. It's not just my show; it's y'all show. And so uh, on game days, uh, we like to go out to the people in Twitter. And uh, here, uh, you know, answer a few questions that you guys have. I used to do this thing where I say, hey, I'm headed to the locker room. What do y'all want me to ask about? What do y'all want to hear about? This similar concept. So let's go to my man, uh, Scott Rolfe, Creative Wasp. No, what is that? Creative Swap? Creative Swap. Okay, I got that. Anyway, it's Scott Rolfe <laughs> on Twitter. Very curious play calling. No confidence in the tight ends. I really miss them in the red zone. Well, it's interesting because last week they threw touchdowns to uh, Jake Ferguson and uh, Schoonover, the, the rookie from Michigan in the, in the end zone. Uh, the week before, Peyton Hendershot dropped the touchdown pass, so it's not like they don't want to go to the tight ends in the red zone. I think, uh, and they went to Ferguson again today um, several times. They just couldn't figure out how to get it in. And here's the other thing now. I think they've shown that play action pass, bootleg, waggle, hit the tight end in the corner once or twice. And so they, I think they played, they tried today and it was played well and there was no option there to score. So I think that's, uh, that's why he didn't see it. I think uh, Jake Ferguson is a good player. I think he'll continue to catch balls. Uh, I saw him make a couple moves today that liked. I like what they. I like who they have at tight end. I like what they're doing, and I think that they'll be more productive and there'll be an emphasis on trying to get them the ball in the end zone. Uh, but in general, they just got to find a way to convert 
in the end zone. They're going to spend a lot of time on the red zone this week. And so it'll be very interesting to see what comes about in terms of their approach uh, next week uh, in the red zone. Uh, now, you know, here's my man, Leon Juarez. Uh, where's the Texas Coast offense in the red zone? Now, I'm going to ask you this, dog. Uh, you know, one play I haven't seen that was a West Coast uh, staple is kind of like, I don't, know, I don't know what the play is called, but uh, the 49ers used to bring Jerry Rice across the formation in motion and then have him run kind of like a pivot route. Uh now, I don't know that those are usually good at from the one or two yard line, so I don't know that that was the case today. But uh, conceptually wise, what are some things you've seen in the West Coast that they might be able to use to scheme some guys open since they don't have that Dez Bryant kind of mismatch player? Well, go back to the first question with the tight ends in the red zone. I'd like to see a lot of more. We Since we got three good tight ends, I'd like to see the three tight end sets. The three tight end sets. You know, you, you love tight ends on video game. You know, you can either pack a play action, power run, or you can get them in the end zone when you got good tight ends. That's what I'd like to see, some three tight end sets, some of that stuff that look like power, but it's really not. All right. Okay. I like that. Uh, let's go to Big C. Uh, he wants to know the play calling today. Was it affected by the three offensive line dudes being out? Um, I have to say, absolutely, it was affected by that, especially. And even if he went into the game going, no, nah, I'm not going to let them uh, three three young affect me. As soon as uh, Igdoba gave up that sack in the first drive or, or the first couple drives and Dak got drilled, I'm sure his thought process changed. Like, okay, I need to make sure Dak does not get killed today. So let's try the quick game. Let's try some short throws. You didn't really see him go deep. You saw him throw some slants. You saw him throw some hitches, uh, some other things. But they took a couple shots deep, but not many because you don't want Dak out there exposed uh, and, and to potentially get hit and get hurt. Um, and so that, that was my thought. I think clearly uh, missing three offensive linemen affected him. What about you? I thought they was already getting the ball out. What is the pe- I can't remember the people who tracked the stat, but they was getting the ball at, out in like 2.1 seconds. No, yeah. And I thought they was already had like a, a quick passing game. I was disappointed because did it take your full offensive line to get your boy C.D. Lamb the ball the way they did? You know, I thought he was going to be the feature guy. Like, what did you tell me a long time ago? You can slow a superstar down, but you can't stop a superstar. C.D. Lamb is going to get paid like a superstar. They're supposed to use him like a superstar. I wanted to see him catch 11 balls. I wanted to see him catch nine balls. You mean to tell me they couldn't get the ball out to him? They couldn't move him around? I mean, that's my problem with the whole thing. And I, don't, I know I probably didn't answer what you're saying, but that's just kind of how I felt about the passing game. It shouldn't have made that much of a difference if you're getting the ball out fast already. I mean, I think some of these things – the answers are out there. You just don't know the answers yet. And what didn't get the answer today will get will be answered by McCarthy tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and some of it might be CD. Like, hey, did you want to get CD more opportunities? And he might say, I mean, literally, he might say, well, Taylor, last week you asked me about Michael Gallup. So I got Michael Gallup six for, for but, 93 but, today. But, and he was a big the, part. But the media don't run shit. We already established that. Ain't, don't be time to talk about no, you ain't get the ball to Michael Gallup. Y'all, I'm just saying that's that's to your point. I would tell you, well, you can't tell Coach that. Coach Media don't run shit. I mean, you run shit. No, I mean I'm just saying that's typically how coaches are. Well, yeah. last week you were asking me yeah. about Michael Gallup. Well, Michael Gallup got his catches this week. Now you're asking me about CD. True, it's a fluid thing. Yeah, and so you know, it's some of it's we take what they give us. Some of it's we take what we want. It depends on situations. He may say we had we had CD targeted, you know, to be five more catches. But Dak got sacked on three of those plays. Or, you know, they doubled him on two others, and that's why he didn't get the ball. So there's always a lot of reasons why it didn't happen. Uh, they know that Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb are the two best playmakers. And Pollard ended up with 20-something carries today, uh, went over 100 yards. I think he had 23 carries. It'll be interesting to see if that workload continues. Uh, but he looked good today. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they've just got to get more out of, uh, out of everybody and uh, I think 
as the cliche goes, now yeah, no, I'm not really down with cliches, but I like this one, uh, which is basic. It's uh, it's never as bad as it is when you lose like they did today. It's never as good as it is when they win forty to nothing over the Giants. It's always somewhere in between. It's a long season. They're not going to fluke their way to anything. They're a really good team, and uh, it seems to me that um, when it's all said and done, they're going to be in the hunt as one of the top three teams in the NFC, and we'll look back at this game as more like, how in the hell did they lose this game? Uh, you know, But I would submit to you that at some other point this season, San Francisco will lose a game where you go, wow, really, dog? They lost that game, and Philly will do the same because it's hard to win week in, week out in the National Football League. And on that note, I think that uh, Big Joy and the Big Rig and I have spent enough time evaluating this debacle, especially since it's late on a Sunday night. So for uh, Big Joy and the Big Rig, I'm John Jacques Taylor. We appreciate you listening to Jock Talk, sponsored by Greening Law. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and please follow your heart. Give us that five-star review. You know you want to. Uh, Until we chat again, be blessed.